in, in real life, this is the idea of a woman who sets her heart on God, who wants the best for her family and for her community and those she comes in, in contact with. And somehow, with the help of God, she makes a difference. Mm. For me, that takes the pressure off. It does. Yeah. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we're excited you're back with us this week, and we are talking about the Proverbs 31 (laughs) woman, the most intimidating woman ever to walk the face of the earth. Yeah. But do we believe things about her that aren't actually true? We happen to think we do. So we are talking this week about those myths, and I'm going to kick us off by quickly reading Proverbs 31, just so we all have it fresh in our minds. So it says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) No no pressure. Yeah. You know, this is often held up. It's usually read at Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. It's often held up as kind of the ideal Mm -hmm. woman. And for many of us, myself included, and I worked for a ministry called Proverbs 31 Ministries for 14 years. So this is a question I had often. Um, I felt inadequate when compared to these verses. Yeah. So maybe a confession question. You know, we haven't had one for a bit. Yeah. Is when you hear this read, like you just did, Holly, as a woman, what is your response to that? First thought is, I'm a slacker. 
<laughs> the second is why is her man just sitting around while she's doing all this stuff? I mean, just honestly, those are my first two thoughts that always pop into my head when I read the entire passage is cool. you're a slacker and he sits around all day. You know? Yeah, no, that's not terrible because I, I honestly think, Jennifer, that for many of us, like certainly we want all of these virtues. Right. And it, it is something that there's beauty in this passage, but there's also, you know, I don't measure up to this mm-hmm. for certain. For sure. What about you, Yeah, Holly? The first thing I noticed is servant girls, plural. Yes. So <laughs> she's not doing all this on her own. Like she has a lot that's of help. Good. So that's reassuring and, you yeah. know, case for whatever. But yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in and I feel a bit overwhelmed by it. I also heard that this is actually meant to be read like a poem that in the original language mm-hmm. it's one stanza for mm-hmm. each letter in the alphabet i see you nodding sue so it you is. probably know about this more than me so can you tell us that so we have more context yeah so let me go back to proverbs 31 1 through 3 okay, okay? let's start there the sayings of king lemuel Contain this message, which his mother taught him. O son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. This is written, believed to be written by a mother to her son, who was either in line to be king or already king. And what she was saying is she was saying, that in these first nine verses, if you read them, it's a warning. It's a warning of how being with the wrong person can absolutely hurt your heart and set your feet on the wrong path. We never include this. We read it as if this is God himself reading this over women because it's, it's in the Bible. And then there's this beautiful saying, this beautiful poem of sorts where this mother of a king begins to spell out, this is what a virtuous woman looks like over a lifetime. Okay. Thank you for that. Over a lifetime. And so this is where we get sidetracked is we read this and we think, man, I wasn't working in the vineyards today. I didn't (laughs) spin my own clothes. You know, I didn't, I didn't work with this or that or do that. My husband's not standing in the in the courtyard calling out my name. This virtuous woman, first of all, is an idea of a woman and a hope. And there's beauty in that. But this if this virtuous woman becomes a real woman over a lifetime, there's also going to be a learning mm-hmm. phase in this to learn how to do some of these things. Yeah. There's going to be stumbling. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be bad days. In in real life, this is the idea of a woman who sets her heart on God, who wants the best for her family and for her community and those she comes in, in contact with. And somehow with the help of God, she makes a difference. Mm-hmm. For me, that takes the pressure off. It does. Yeah. Well, and I can remember reading this as a 20-something and yeah. saying... She definitely wasn't 
20. Right. <laughs> and then I remember reading it in my 30s and I was like, she definitely wasn't 30. <laughs> and then reading it in my 40s, <laughs> she definitely wasn't 40. Yeah. But I think that when you look at it, it's it's not this, you automatically become that. It's the becoming process. Right. And when you think that this is what you're, you're supposed to be well-rounded in all of these areas, that is incredibly um, intimidating. Yeah. For any person. It's also liberating. Can I tell you that? Yes. Because there are in our culture, some who look at women and see them in less than what I believe is biblical eyes Mm -hmm. or biblical lens and say, she's not capable of doing this or this or that. She's only capable of this. All of those things are important. What I see here is a woman who, man, she loves her family well. And that doesn't have to be defined by what she does. She just loves them well to the Mm -hmm. point that they're like, look at her, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom, (laughs) she's pretty awesome. And that's, that's amazing. We all want that. She's also in her community. She's making a really big difference. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's a little liberating. Right. Yeah. And she's business savvy. And she's I love so, that. She's an entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think we get so focused on the specifics. Like she spins with wool and flax. I have to know how to sew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes we're even told things like that as women. And I think we that's are. not it at all. Like I think this yeah. is a superhero story meant to inspire this young man and yeah. You know, women when they read it. So I love the movie Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, you I do. think all three of us, but especially Jennifer and I, mm-hmm. like we love it. And there's yeah. this battle scene where she's like holding up her armor and she's getting hit with bullets. And I'm not saying to myself today, I'm not on a battlefield holding up armor and getting bullets shot at me. And so I am not Wonder Woman <laughs> and I can never be. Like, that's not the point. We're inspired by her character, mm-hmm. by her compassionate heart, by her strength and fierceness. And so I think that this is that kind of passage yeah. that it's meant to inspire inspire us more than instruct us. Yeah. So I think it's mm, ask, saying, okay, like, obviously she was intentional about using her gifts and that's what it looked like for her in Proverbs 31. What gifts has God given me and how can I intentionally use those today? Mm-hmm. Like you said, Sue, she, she cares well for her people. Mm-hmm. Who are the people in my life? Even if I'm single or an empty nester or whatever my life circumstance looks like, how can I care well for people And so I think it's taking a step back from the specifics and saying, what is the heart of this and how can I live that out in a way that's unique to me and who God made me in the season of my life? Yeah, I love that. Well, and also keeping in mind that this was written, like I said, it starts the very first verse. We always skip that, Mm -hmm. that this was written by a woman who looked at her son and saw the responsibility that was going to be on his shoulders and how that was going to affect the world. And she was like, hey, buddy, listen, here's some things that I want you to be aware of that can take you down. But being with a woman who is trustworthy, who loves God and loves her people, that's a really smart move. Yeah. You know, and we all want that for our kids, right? Mm -hmm. We want that for ourselves. So when I look at this and I and I make it personal, you know, I might ask myself, am I trustworthy? 
And Lord, over my lifetime, help me to continue to grow in that way. Help me learn what that looks like. Help me be that to my people when I mess up, because I will. Mm-hmm. Help me learn through it. Yeah, you that's know? good. Yeah. I think, what's your favorite, like, passage in that? Like, what jumps out to you the most? I would love to know what. I love that she's clothed with strength and dignity, and mm-hmm. she laughs with mm-hmm. no fear of the future. That's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you I was know, saying. Es- yeah. Especially with everything going on in our world, there are many days where I'm not like, oh, I can laugh with no fear of the future, you know? Yeah. But I think that's simply about living in trust for mm-hmm. today, saying, how can I live today? How can I trust God today in a way where I don't have to worry about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus says we don't have to. And so I love that about her, that she is she is strong. She is a woman of character and she is focused on today in a way that lets her anticipate tomorrow with joy. Yeah. Like that's inspiring to me yeah. to live in that way. Me as well. You know, the one thing I if if I had something on my tombstone that I wanted to be remembered for would be she laughed. Mm-hmm. I want that. I, I want in this crazy chaotic world with all the pressures that we put on ourselves and all the expectations that maybe others have on us to be able to see our worth and our value to the Lord in such a way that none of that is a pressure. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just step fully into who we are and we have laughter in our heart. I want that. Yeah, that's exactly the passage. And, you know, I think that we're all there. So I really love that that's the one that sticks out to us both because we do live in a world that really encourages fear. Yeah. And we do live in a society like our world. There's a lot of things going on. But to have that joy in the midst of it, I think is everything. So as long as I'm laughing, as long as there's joy, there's always hope. Yeah. I. So in my home church, a couple of weeks ago, there was a passage preached from another part of Scripture in the New Testament that is often used to hold women down. Mm. And the first words out of the pastor's mouth that morning was, before I get into this verse, I want to apologize to any woman who has ever felt this scripture as a burden. Wow. Because that's not what it was meant to be. And let us unpack that. Let us look at it culturally. Let us look at it scripturally. Let's line it up with other scriptures where Jesus loved women um, and elevated them and helped them find purpose within the body of Christ. I wept like a baby. Mm. (laughs) I sat there and I wept like a baby, not because that verse has been used against me, but because I had seen so many women who had had a a, a scripture of passage pulled out and and fine-tuned like a weapon to hold her down and back without context, without bringing in. And so I kind of want to say that today, if that's okay. Yeah. If this beautiful passage of a mama's heart over a king, of a woman over a lifetime making a difference, which you are, sister, you are, if that has ever fell into your heart or been placed over your heart in a way that made you feel less than, I'm really sorry. 
because that's not its intention at all. Yeah, so good, Suze. And even it closes with a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Yeah. And that's challenging to me as someone, as you know, has a strong inner critic, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, and knowing the context of this is written, you know, from a mama to a son, like yeah. she's saying, hey, like, not only don't hold your woman back or down, yeah, you praise her, yeah. like, tell her good job, support her, like, help her shine and I think that's a powerful thing. And even the book of Proverbs, it starts with the voice of wisdom, which is feminine. Yes. It's she is the pronoun used and closes by saying, praise women. Like that (laughs) is a little mind blowing. I almost feel like someone I'm going to get in trouble now because I said that (laughs) on the air, but that, that is what is there. It should be said. And that's such a different posture. Yeah, Yeah, it is because it is a beautiful symbol of the mutual respect that is later talked about by Jesus himself and then later by Paul of this submitting to one another. You know, he stands in the courts and his name is, is lifted up because of the way I talk about him. But also he is, I'm rewarded for a lifetime of love and trust and mistakes and getting back up and all of that by, by a person who looks at me and, out of respect, says, look at her, mm-hmm. look at her, look at what God gave me in my life as a team partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that completely changes this for me as well. Yeah, so good. I think it's been put on us as a list of expectations oftentimes, but really as we're talking about it, it's an affirmation and a celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's the opposite of that. <laughs> that yeah. just changed everything. That statement right there. Yeah. So good. You know, one day guys, we'll look back, we'll be old, we'll have, you know, hairs growing out of our chins, (laughs) but we'll look back and we'll see a lifetime of God growing us, Mm -hmm. of God teaching us, of the Holy Spirit leading us. And, you know, even if you look, if you're right now saying, oh, that hasn't been me, we'll start where you're at, sis. Yeah. Know that God loves you like crazy and just turn into that and say, instead of saying, you know, these are my expectations, just say, God, show me, help me to trust, help me to love, help me to be all that I know I can be. And that's a beautiful place to begin. Yeah. And it's a passage about her everyday life, yeah, which I love. It does not say she had a million Twitter followers, <laughs> you know, she did or not. she won some big award or she got some, you know, accolade. She made a headline, whatever big things like this is a passage of everyday, small faithfulness. It is. And that's affirming to you that she's just getting up every day and being faithful in her life with whatever and whoever is in front of her. Yeah. And that for a lifetime is the biggest deal really that we is. can accomplish while we're here. Yeah. Well, who can find a virtuous woman? Look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find her right there. Yes. Virtuous and messy all at once. <laughs> okay, friends, we would love to just hang out with you three or four days a week at the More Than Small Talk Facebook group. And then also I'm going to ask a gentle favor. If you've been listening and this podcast has felt like home to you, 
Would you rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're using? It makes such a difference. Um, Certainly we love that, but it also brings it to the awareness of others who may not know. And you partner with us in that. I thank you. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.